omnipresent and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. The God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! And it totally backfired when Jesus said, Forgive Him, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that His victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Sunday morning word and worship. It's going to be an awesome uh, morning as we dig into Hebrews 8. Um, Friday night we went over Hebrews 7 and uh, usually we're teaching um, these series of we went over Daniel, went over Revelation, now we're into Hebrews. You'll find most of these teachings on Monday nights and Thursday nights right before we do praise and prayer and then on Sunday mornings. Fridays you usually are going over uh, the book of John, we just had to flip it up this time. Um, so if you want to go back and see Hebrews 7, which is an awesome chapter, um, you would have watched the Friday night uh, Word and Worship. All right. So now we're going to be digging into uh, some beautiful music and as well as uh, a teaching on, on this. Again, how we go from the new, the, the old covenant to the new covenant, the old promises to the new promises, the Old Testament to the New Testament. And that's what Hebrews really kind of explains um, how God even told us about this was all going to happen in the Old Testament, right? The new promises were going to be coming, that he was going to be speaking to us directly. He was going to be writing the Word of God on our hearts, and everyone could go directly to him through Jesus. That's a, just a, such an exciting concept, and so um, hang with me as we just worship him. I love to just worship as well with music, um, because then it gets us in the right spirit as we... Uh, as we 
dig into the Word of God. So let me lift this up in some prayer, and when we'll get started, we'll probably start with a little, uh, a few, a few um, teach, a, a quick teaching, and then uh, listen to a few songs, and then delve deep into how it relates to other parts of Scripture. That's what I love to do, is we do uh, dig into His Word, His perfect Word, right? So let's lift this up, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much again for this time where we can dig into Your Word of God. Uh, it's a living word, and we thank you for that. We thank you for the book of Hebrews. It's so clear in its teaching about the high priest that we have now. We thank you for Jesus as the high priest that died for us once and for all uh, and is our priest forever after the order of Melchizedek that we just studied. I uh, thank you for that. And we, uh, we submit to you, Lord, um, as followers of Jesus or seekers of Jesus, of those who are just maybe earnestly seeking him at this point in time, we pray that uh, your your word will just do what it says. It's just just be get me out of the way. Allow the word of God to speak to our souls, right? As a as a double-edged sword coming right in, into our spirit and separating, and and just really allowing us to have your word in, in, in our heart, like you said you promised you would do. Lord, allow that to happen to everyone that listens to this uh, this uh, broadcast this morning. May you bless them, Lord. Bless them with your word. Bless them with your Holy Spirit that you promised. Allow us to be the body of Christ that you design. We love you, Lord. We present it to you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. So let's get started a little bit. What we're going to do is dig into and just read Hebrews 8 um, from the beginning to end, and then we'll go back and dissect it after we worship to a few beautiful songs. So this is, uh, Jesus is the high priest, a better covenant. Now, the point in which we are saying is this. Now, again, uh, you almost have to go back to, to, to chapter 7. In fact, I'll just do that real quick. Hebrews 7. And I'm using the ESV. Um, and again, uh, again, I, I always tell people, use different versions of the Bible. Check them out. The Amplified Version is a beautiful version that kind of goes deeper as you're meditating, maybe. Um, the KJV is a beautiful um, poetic version, although that didn't really match the original languages, and it was using um, older manuscripts. Um, the word-for-word -word version of ESV I really love, but KJV was word-for-word -word based on older manuscripts. And then, you get the, then you've got something like the NIV, which is more thought-for-thought. Thought. So if you really just wanted kind of an easier worded version, that might be okay. But if you want to get really what was said by the original authors, which is where I am, that's where we, we, we dig into ESV. But we just, we just went through, on Friday, the priestly order of Melchizedek, right? Where 10% was given by Abraham to the king of Sam, which is the king of peace. Right? Many people think that's a Christophany. He was actually offering that 10% um, to Jesus as, a, as an example for us. Um, Jesus com, com, was compared to Melchizedek here, really clearly showing how the New Testament Jesus matches almost exactly what, what Melchizedek was. And that's why the, the, the quote of, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And, um, and then it talks all about um, the former commandments versus the newer commandments. And, um, and even the, the, another Old Testament verse about the Lord was sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantee of a better covenant. And that's what we're talking about right now. This better covenant. Oh, I didn't realize I had Katie at the bottom of me. I didn't need to, need to use this other uh, a view. Uh, welcome, Katie. Welcome, welcome uh, Annette from Sweden here. Our, 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 our uh, consistent worshiper. <laughs> I just love it. Thank you so much. Let me see if I can find the right one where I have Rick and Safari. Um, there's 
that's all Safari. There, there's, there's the whole word. Sorry, I just want to make sure I get these right uh, views up here as I go forward. There it is. That's the view I was looking for. So the former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing office. And so, so that's, that was just telling the differences between us. And then it ends here really talking about, for the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who was made, has been made perfect forever. So it's talking about this, and so talking about Jesus, obviously the son that, was, that, made the, that, that really moved into this new covenant from the old covenant. And then it starts on eight says, now the point in what we are saying is this, and it's almost like summarizing the first seven chapters, right? We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister of the holy places in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. For every priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus it is necessary for this priest also to have something to offer. Now, if we were on earth, he would not be a priest at all because there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve it as a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God saying, see that you make everything according to the pattern was shown you in the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a mystery that is I'm sorry, a ministry. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better since it is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no need for the occasion to look for a second. For he finds fault with them when he says, and this is a big quote from Jeremiah, and it says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of God, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant. For I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I'll put my laws into their minds and I'll write them into their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least to the greatest for I will be merciful towards their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. Woo, how beautiful is that? In speaking of the new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away talking about the old covenant so we're going to dig into each one of these and show how it relates to other parts of scripture so we can really gather the meat of what this is saying um, after a few songs but let's dig in um, we have this brand new song that we just debuted on friday it's called how great there art so let's start with a with this worship song beautiful beautiful worship song thanks to that for being here to worship with us um, it says, says, how great thou art. I'll have you read the next one. Sing my soul, my Savior God, to thee. Because through Christ Jesus, the law, the Spirit, who gives... I got, I'm going to need my glasses. This is one that's a little bit smaller than normal. <laughs> Has set free from the law of sin and death. I'm Romans 8 too, right? Oh, Lord, my God, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. 
beautiful part of uh, this uh, um, this classic song that's kind of redone in a modern way. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts, Psalm 33, 6, made, I made the earth and created man on it. It was my hands that stretched out the heavens, Isaiah 45, 12. And then this third verse in here gets, talks about that God, that God his son sent him to die. He bled and died to take away my sin. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to this eternal purpose that he accomplished is Christ Jesus our Lord out of Ephesians 3, 10 and 11. And then this gets into, on the cross my burdens gladly bearing. Come to me all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And, lean, and, and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For the yoke is easy, and my burden is light. How great there are, let's worship.
Jordan will be in the field. One will be taken away. One left. He is great. Stay awake for you do not know what day your Lord is coming. Be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. What a beautiful song. <laughs> All right, Annette, would you read this one for us? I love to, and I'm so wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I can't tell you in words for the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Psalm 103.1 You are rich in love and slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Nahum 1.3a Your name is great. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great and your name is great in might. Jeremiah 10.6 Sing like never before, O my soul, worship his holy name. Sing praises to the Lord, all use his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Psalm 34. Let's awesome. praise him. Ooh. Yes. Beautiful. He's rich in love and still to anger. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Oh, 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 oh,
Psalms 34, beautiful. Thanks, Annette, for, I mean, uh, Elizabeth and Annette here. We've got Australia and Sweden in the house, our worship worshipers, I love it. Um, this is First Things First. I thought we'd get to this before we jump in. Um, and I don't know, Elizabeth, are you ready to read yet or it's too early in the morning? No, I guess it's not morning for you. It'd be night. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, quarter past Good evening, everybody. <laughs> God bless you guys. Um, first things first, I seek your will, not my own. Uh, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Matthew 6 33. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
Psalms 119.105 To live your truth, walk your ways, all my desires revert. He said to him, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except John 14. And the world is passing away along with the desires. But whoever does the will of God, ever. Hey, hey, uh, Elizabeth, you're cutting out a little bit, so I'm just going to finish oh, this up I... while you, while you re refresh things. All things I held dear, this song says. What do what to do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame never satisfy. What would I gain if my soul's the price? And this gets into uh, I love uh, Elizabeth reading these. That's why I was hoping that we get her clear with her beautiful accent from Australia and England. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Lay up treasures in heaven, in Matthew 6:19. For what it will profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Right out of Matthew 16:26. Says, I don't want to love what the world loves or chase what the world does. I only want you. Ah, how beautiful. 1 John 5, 4 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. This is first things first. Let's do that. All the things that I've held dear, the vanities that whispered in my ear. What would I do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame and all that they could buy. Come to find they never satisfy. What would I gain if my soul's a prize? I don't wanna love what the world loves. I don't wanna chase what the world does. I only want you. I only want you. First things first, I see.
song now we have we've, we have katie here as well the truck driver praising with us we have Nat and elizabeth we thank you so much annette do you mind reading this one yes i will <laughs> blessed be your name blessed be the name of the lord from this time forth and forevermore from the rising of the sun to its setting the name of the lord is to be praised Psalm 113.2-3 When I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. But rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed at the revelation of His glory. 1 Peter 4.13 You give and take away. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Job 1.21.8-22 When the darkness closes in, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Psalm 23.4 Awesome. Thank you so much. That's Job. He didn't even... Yeah, all that stuff. He still blessed the name of the Lord. So we can all bless the name of the Lord as well. Blessed be your name In the land that is plentiful Where your streams of abundance flow Blessed be your name Blessed be your name When I'm found in the desert place Though I walk through the wilderness Blessed be your name Every blessing you pour out I'll turn back to praise And when the darkness closes in
All right, before we get to that next one, shout to the Lord, I'm going to dig into these scriptures that we were talking about on, on Hebrews 8. And so um, we just read through those, right? And uh, again, beautiful um, verses, uh, the pretty short chapter overall, right? So it's only got, what, 13 um, verses in this chapter 8, but it's full of meaning as you really dig into it. So let's uh, dig in a little bit more. Uh, and, and, and analyze this a little bit more. But really what I love to do is just relate it to other scriptures within the Bible, both Old and New Testament, that kind of pulls it all together and gives us a little bit better understanding. Like it says, now, the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. So who's sitting on that right hand of the throne? Obviously we know that, right? Yeah, that is in Mark 16, 19, one place that emphasizes it. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up to heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. So uh, obviously talking about Jesus, Jesus there um, in a beautiful way. And it digs in uh, here a little bit more. It says, a minister of the holy places. So this, mad, this, this throne, this person that's sitting on the right hand, which is Jesus, right? of the throne of the majesty in heaven a minister of holy places in the true tent and that the lord set up not man so here's something that the lord set up he's a minister of the holy of holies right the true tent we see that here um that that kind of kind of kind of goes back to the tent of meeting potentially in exodus 33 where it says um, now moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp far from the camp and he called it the tent of meeting and everyone who sought the Lord would go to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. So that's one thing where, okay, you want to go to the Lord, you go here, right? Almost like a, us having our quiet time, right? Beautiful time to go do that. I think that was, might have been pointing there. But it's really pointing toward what he gave the, 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 the vision on the mountain um, when he came down to build the temple. Right, and that was in Exodus 26, 33 to 34. It talks about, and you shall hang the veil from the clasp and bring the ark of the testimony in there within the veil. And the veil shall separate for you the holy place from the most holy. You shall put the mercy seat of the ark of the testimony in the most holy place. Oof, I just love this one. Um, when we have a song that really digs into to that uh, in in as, as really he sits on on the on the in the most holy place Jesus does right and so you can see that that's really what I believe that this is focused on here a minister in the holy places probably both the holy place and the most holy place right in the true tent where we can come to God right we come to him through Jesus that the Lord has set up not man so this is God's temple versus the man's temple that we had in the Old Testament, right? That's what this is all pointing to. It says, For the high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices, thus it's necessary for these priests also to have something to offer. Now, if we were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. So it's talking about Jesus there, right? To serve a copy and a shadow of heavenly things. So this earthly thing was a was just a copy, a shadow of really what was hap what, what's happening in heaven, right? For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God saying, see that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown on the mountain. So there's that, we saw that on the mountain, right? So we can kind of see that if we go back to the Old Testament again, Exodus 25, 40, you see it says, and see that you make 
them after the pattern for them, which is being shown you on the mountain, clearly showing that this is quoting right from scripture from the Old Testament, right? Uh, on verse five here of chapter eight. It says, but as, is, but as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better since it is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no need or, or no occasion to look for a second Right, and so this uh, gets us back a little bit to um, Hebrews 10, which we uh, are about to get to. So, but it, it talks about, because uh, we're in Hebrews 8 right now, it says, but in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. So this whole book was really digging into what's what's going on with all parts of this, right? So, that, so, so the Old Testament was a reminder of our sin, right? It talked about the law. And even the Holy Spirit convicts us of that sin. And the law and, and the Holy Spirit and, uh, and really the old covenant is all about what's up, what's so, so that's not inapplicable to us, right? Because it, it convicts us of sin. So it's very important. We don't ignore the Old Testament. We're just in new promises, right? And that Old Testament points to all the New Testaments and helps us understand this new promise is better. So, so we should not uh, read Hebrews in a way of saying, um, the Old Testament's inapplicable. It's very applicable, and it's very. And you can just see how many scriptures we've already gone back to, just just in this one chapter, looking back to it, where it's everything's pointing to Christ. Everything's pointing to this new promise. Everything's po pointing to where the veil is torn, right? And we have access to the Holy of Holies through Jesus. What a beautiful, beautiful truth. And then he then he basically quotes out of Jeremiah, where where the, the author of Hebrews says, "For he finds fault with them when he says," and again. Uh, You'll see that this is uh, for finding fault. What it says to them, um, this gets into all of of uh, Jeremiah. And so, what we're going to read here can also be found right here in Jeremiah 31, 30 through 34. Right. So here, here's that quote. I'm not going to read it because I want to read it right out of the New Testament right now. We're reading it. it. Says, "Behold, the days are coming," declares the Lord, "when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel." And that new covenant. Um, that he talks about obviously is a covenant can also mean a, a promise right just like the so i look at the new the old testament is the old promises the new testament is the new promises same with the new covenant right or the the on the old covenant the old covenant new covenant right so you can just think about the word promise there or and it's just it's beautiful what we what we have now if you look at the uh, and and um, let's see, this is, and so let me back up. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on that day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of, out, out of the land of Egypt. For they do not continue in my covenant. They did not continue in my covenant. So I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. That was the sad part. They literally wanted to stone Caleb for telling them, let's go take the promised land, right? They wanted to stone him. That's how angry they were because there was that, how much fear got into them. And that's what Satan's trying to do to us now. He wants to bring fear into us, right? That's why they started this war, I believe. Uh, I believe the, this, this global cabal, uh, you know, of, uh, which includes, I believe, our CIA and the, and the Mossad. We've talked about that on my show. And that, that evil that they... Um, they wanted to create here was to distract us from all the all the exposure that was happening, right? 
And so they've got to create fear like mad so they can control us. And that's what happened in the Old Testament when they wanted to stone Caleb because they were fearful of the giants. They were fearful of, the, of, of how big they were. Even though they had just, God had just taken down the most powerful army in all history, right? At that point in time was the Egyptian army in the Red Sea. And they'd done the 10 plagues. They'd seen water come out of the rock. They've seen the pillar of fire at night and the pillar of cloud. And they still wanted to stone Caleb. That's what fear does to you. It'll completely take away your faith Completely take even what you've seen with your own eyes. Just think about that. That's all that with their own eyes. And then this gets into, um, for this covenant that I will make of the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I'll put my laws into their minds. I'll write them into their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. This is one of the most powerful parts of uh, right after Jeremiah repeated here in Hebrews. So God obviously wants us to understand what's really going on here, right? About this covenant, Romans 11, 27 talks about it. It says, and this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins, right? So remember they had the, the only way they took away sins before was having to cover them up by animal blood sacrifices. But now as we get into Christ, we talk about this. Once you accept Jesus, not with your mind, but with your heart as well. Remember, this talks about both of those then what happens? Your sins are taken away. And it's not just your past sins. It's your present and future sins. I really believe that. You have assurance of salvation. There's nobody can take away that from you because you are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And even if you do stupid things and make mistakes in the future, as long as it's in your heart, not just your head, it's in your heart, head and your heart, then you are forgiven. Once you accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in you and you have forgiveness from the past sins your present sins, whatever you're thinking there, you know, and the, the, and, and the future sins. But now we love Jesus so much, we want to do good works. We're saved by faith alone. But now we've got, we've got the Holy Spirit in us and we start to understand Him. And, he, and the, the, it's written in our hearts, it's written in our minds, right? That's why it's so important to be in the Word of God, to renew our minds, right? And, and let that Holy Spirit take control versus our flesh. That's that battle that Paul's talking about, right? So it's, it's this, this, all scripture is so beautifully put together. It's one thing, and, it, and talking about it, writing it on our hearts, right? We'll go back to 2 Corinthians 3, 3, which says, and you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. <laughs> Is that not cool? So, so as you start reading the Word of God and start understanding the Word of God, right? He literally comes into your mind and your heart. That's what that's what it said right back here. Let's go back to it, right? It says, it says I will put laws into their minds. And to me, laws is really the, the, the it's it's now it's now this new promises. It's the it's the New Testament, primarily, right? I'll put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. Woo! Is that just not cool? And uh, here and here we are in 2 Corinthians saying, and you show that you are a letter. So, so basically God is a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not by ink, but with the spirit of the living God. So the spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be on stones of tablets, right? It doesn't have to be in your Bible once you've memorized it. <laughs> That's why I really push and ask you guys, 
to go bu download the Bible at Memory app, right? I, I have a group called Bless to Teach there. Bless was number two teach, just like the, just like the uh, um, website. And you can uh, download the Bible Memory app. And uh, again, you can follow Bless to Teach as a group. And it shows the, I don't know, 114 scriptures I've memorized now. Um, but you can take your favorite ones out of there. I had a lot of them were NIV early, and I realized a better word for word is ESV, so I switched. So you'll see that. But you might want to put them in your own version that you love, right? If you love a, just a poetic version of KJV, put it in there and memorize it. Get it into your heart. And that's what he's saying he's going to do. He allows that to happen, right? And, the, and, the old, and, the, and I tell you, I was terrible. I couldn't think I could memorize anything. I, was, I, I promise. I didn't think I could prom memorize even one or two verses. And after I started doing it, the Holy Spirit takes over and you have this beautiful way of it does every other word and then, then every other word the opposite, odd, then even, right? And, and, and you, if you start doing this, I promise you, it'll come into your heart because you have the Holy Spirit in you, right? And, and, and it's so cool to be able to understand and recall these because now that, that's on my mind, it's on my heart, these 114 verses, right? So I really encourage you to download, again, Bible Memory. You can also, or find some other, other type of program, but the one I use is, uh, you can go to BibleMemory.com, I believe it is, as well as just download it right off your, your, or your phone. It's been probably the biggest blessing I have. When I can't go to sleep at night, I grab it and I do two or three, four or five Bible verses, memory verses, and I start falling back asleep, right? And anxiety starts to fall off me. I do it when I wake up, I do it when I, before I go to sleep. And uh, just two or three verses, it doesn't take much time at all. And, but it just refreshes, so I get through those 114 verses probably uh, every three or four days. And, and, and that way it just gets refreshed and refreshed and refreshed. It's in my heart. And that's, what it, and that's what the Holy Spirit allows it to do. So it's not your ability, right? It's, it's right here. I will put my laws in their minds and within their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of the Bible right there. Let's think about that. He puts his um, word in our heart. And then he's our God and we'll be his people. And that's really who he's calling out right now is his remnant. And after we worship to a few more songs, I'm going to show you a little bit what, what God's telling me through my words and how I think that he can really talk more directly to you as well. These last three verses are very powerful too. It gets into, um, And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest. So you don't need to listen to Rick Rick anymore. <laughs> you don't need to listen to anybody anymore, right? Not that it hurt, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to, to go walk through this with other people, right? But you can know him directly, that's what he wants. And he's, because what, this says, know the Lord, for they, they shall all know me. So as long as you've accepted Jesus as your savior and have that Holy Spirit in you and you're in the word a little bit each day, you're gonna know him right and so not that you shouldn't go listen to other teachings but um you don't really have to because you can go to the bible yourself and you can actually actually uh, and i just encourage that so much like it's just this whole movement of the great great awakening right that i've been talking about for the last six years it's all about thinking for yourself right that's why you shouldn't believe whatever a preacher teaches as much as you look at the Word of God and determine it for your own mind with yourself what it says, because He wants to know you. And it comes back to you memorize verses, you're in the Word, renewing your mind every day, and His will becomes your will, right? When, you, when we say, not my will, your will, Lord, um, the only way that really happens is to know His will is to be in the Word and renew your mind. 
right? That's what Romans 12.2 talks about so, so clearly. I'm just going to grab Romans 12.2 now that that's come up. But if you look at Romans 12.2, and uh, I'm going to, again, bring up the, the ESV version here. But this will be just a, just a cool way to, to really understand. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that the testing you may discern that is the will of God. What is his good, acceptable, and perfect? So if you want to know what his good, acceptable, and perfect will is for your life, this tells you what to do. Not my will, your will, Lord, just like Jesus said, like we should see saying every day. When we say that, what are we supposed to do? He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You're in the Word of God. You're memorizing the Scripture. You're meditating on the Scripture. You're worshiping like we're doing today. That starts to be well how we get the mind of God and understand His ways and His will for us, right? His thoughts, we start to, we, we know Him because we, for they shall know me. How beautiful is that? And again, we see in Isaiah 54, all the way back here, He said He was going to do this. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. So you want to have peace, you want your children to have peace. Get them in the Word of God. Get yourself in the Word of God, right? And and then it, we we finish up this where it says, uh, "For I will be merciful towards the iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more." Woo! Is that not beautiful? I mean, uh, we are not perfect. For all fallen short of the glory of God, right? We've all fallen short, and the wage of sin is death. Whew, but guess what? We can be forgiven. And in his way, way back in Isaiah again, 54, 13 says, And your children shall be taught by the Lord, as we just talked about. And great shall be the peace of your children. So you want to be taught by the Lord? That's the Holy Spirit coming into you, reading his word, renewing your mind. And it becomes a beautiful life because peace of God that transcends all understanding. My life verse of Philippians 4, 6, and 7, right, is there for that. And this ends in saying, In speaking of the new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. Remember, the Old Testament is very important, but we don't have to have the sacrifices of the animals anymore, right? We don't have to eat that very specific diet. The New Testament clearly shows that, that it's not what we put in our mouths that makes us, makes us sinful, right? What makes us sinful is what comes out of our mouth. That's very clear, right? So we can eat anything we want. Now, we're not supposed to eat things that would offend other people, all, all that type of stuff. So it does say, and if you believe that a special diet helps you, then go for it, do it, but don't judge others, right? That's the point. In speaking of the New Covenant, he makes the first one obsolete, and what is becoming obsolete is growing old, is ready to vanish away. And this is another thing I just wanted to uh, comp, uh, talk a little bit about, the fact that the Old Testament's obsolete in many ways, but it's very useful for us. It shows us we're convicted of sin, all that type of stuff. But it also, the way we judge a prophet, we've got to be careful, okay? Because the Old Testament, remember the Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit, right? So so I'm, I'm just gonna reason with you a little bit on uh, this this other, other screen here, if I can find it. There it is. Um, so let's talk about prophets a little bit because I, I, I put a lot of prophets, uh, Julie Green and Amanda Grace and Robin Bullock, I talk about them quite a bit, right? And uh, they're talking a lot about this great awakening, this, this great exodus that's going to be coming, this second exodus, right? And so many people are saying, well, um, there's this person had a false prophet. They've had, they've had 175 true prophecies, but this one seems to be, some, seems to be a, a false prophecy. And, and Deuteronomy 18, 20 through 22 says if, a, if there's one false prophecy, they're a false prophet. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, that's the way I, I uh, judged people in the past. 
Um, but at, as I, I started listening to more prophecies, listening to more prophecies, really get into studying it, um, the New Testament's completely different. There's the Holy Spirit's here. There's they spoken to us by the Son, uh, not directly by the prophets. So, so we're we're supposed to know God ourselves, okay, and test the spirits. One John four one test the spirits, right? So we're supposed to on our own know the God and test the spirits. So when we hear a prophet talking, we need to test the spirits, see where it is, and that's what I try to do before I present these people on 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 there. And remember, we got Hollywood working with with. with the, all seven mountains of cultural influence have already taken over. All the capture operations, Hollywood's working with them. Did you see Joe Biden's chin dripping the other day? And did you see the difference in his ears? Same with Hillary, you've seen that? There, there's a lot of actors out there. There's a lot of masks that are very sophisticated. So be careful about judging a prophet um, when they've been right on so many different things and you think they may be wrong on one, which again, we're watching a movie in some ways. Right, so so that's what I'm just telling you. The New Testament talks about prophecy in a different way. We're supposed to judge them by their fruits. We're supposed to judge them, um, and by testing the spirits and making sure it's consistent with the Word of God, not by Deuteronomy 18, 20 through 22. I really believe that, and and and, and what he's done does now. He gives a little bit of truth to this prophet, a little bit to this prophet, a little bit of this prophet, and we're you supposed to use our knowing God and our testing the spirits to pull it all together. And I believe we're going into. A, uh, the great awakening, the great exodus, and the great harvest before we go into a tribulation period. That's what I believe. And that's going to be awesome. And that's why I taught on so much on Daniel and, and, and Revelation and brought you back to things like Isaiah 61 and to Psalm 2, uh, 8 and 9 about how we've got a great time coming up. The best is yet to come, guys. So let's prepare for that. And with that, let's go into some more worship music. And then we'll come back um, uh, before we end up and we'll just wrap up about how I'm hearing from God and how I think that God wants to maybe speak to you a little bit more directly and how uh, many people are doing that right now. And it's really quite, and with that, we're just gonna celebrate this God who gave us this new promise, this new covenant, this new Testament. And it was writing um, his words on our heart and our minds. Boy, we can just we can shout to the Lord in in praise for that, can't we? Uh, and that's what we're gonna do right now is shout. So Elizabeth, see if your sound's working better. <laughs> Would you mind looking at this? How how is that? Can you hear me? Much better. Whatever you did oh, worked. I don't know what I did. <laughs> it's nighttime here, and it's very cloudy all of a sudden, mm -hmm. so that does affect it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, let's do this. Shout to the Lord. All the earth let us sing. Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. Psalm 47.1 Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. It sings praises to your name. Psalm 66.4 so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Philippians 2.10 Lord, my comfort, my shelter, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, I love that. Psalm mm -hmm. 91, mm -hmm. my favorite psalm. Yes. Tower of refuge and strength, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge. A strong tower against the enemy. Psalm 61 to be Let's shout to the Lord. Yes. 
the Tower of Refuge of Strength. We can shout to the Lord.
thank you, Lord. Ah, oh, this music just uh, moves me, and it's uh, part of way I think He allows us to, our ways to be His ways, and um, you know, is 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 really just worshiping Him. I'll talk a little bit about that as we go. Worship's a very important part of understanding who He is and having the presence of the Lord with you. Um, and this is a beautiful worship song. It talks about worthy is the lamb who was slain. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Right out of Revelation 5.12. It says, sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. This is a, what I was talking about. We were just talking about this mercy seat that is in the Holy of Holies, right? First, let's sing a new song it talks about in Revelation 5. It talks about the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb and they sang a new song. So we're always supposed to, that's why we do new videos all the time, <laughs> even though they're, they're beautiful songs that have probably been there for a while. We want to bring new songs and new videos to you. Exodus 25 says, You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold and shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and there I will meet you. So he's talking about this one time a year. I'm going to meet you. I meet the holy of the holies, the whole the high priest. But it was pointing to what we just talked about: the high priest, the new high priest, who actually sits on the mercy seat. But when Christ appeared, in the high priest, he earned. He, I'm sorry, he entered once and for all into the holy places by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. In Hebrews nine. And it says, who it was and is and is to come. That's who we're worshiping. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord. Who is and who was and who is to come. The Almighty. And of Revelation 1.8. Let's worship. To the Revelation song.
when Christ appeared as a high priest, he entered once and for all into the holy places by means of his own blood. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Ah, I just love that. We're going to go to a fun song that uh, Curtis Grimes uh, gave. I did. The short little song, country oriented. He's made a fun little song here about uh, Noah Build a Boat. And so, Elizabeth, do you mind reading this one? I love this song. My grandchildren love this song. <laughs> <laughs> My granddaughter has it on repeat so many times. Uh. Um, now, Noah Built a Boat sitting in the sand, told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never gonna float. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make roots in the ark, cover it inside and out with pitch. Genesis 6, 14. So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true, but there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope. Yes? In my world, I've been crazy for a while, it's cool. <laughs> but nothing will be impossible with God. Amen. Luke 1, 37. When God opens the door, He will lead you through. And that's so true. Sometimes we've got to shut a door too, so yeah. I know your work. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. Amen. Revelation 8. To take every chance you get and don't you quit that's very important don't you quit because if you believe it's true it starts with you and it's not for everybody people gonna tell you you're crazy fool Dreams are something you wake up from and not pursue When God opens a door, well He'll lead you through So take that leap of faith or you regret what you didn't do Remember Noah built a boat sitting in the sand Told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time that thing ain't never gonna flow So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to rain When Noah built a boat It won't be easy And that's a cold hard fact it can spin you around, flip you upside down, leave you flat on your back And when you think you can't, just hold your head up high Until it rains for 40 days and 40 nights Remember Noah built a boat, sitting in the sand Told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time that thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to rain When Noah built a boat I know your works, behold I have set before you an open door Which no one is able to shut 
you Noah built a boat Sitting in the sand Told everybody, everybody said Man, you've lost your mind this time That thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy Maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope Wasn't even supposed to rain When Noah built a boat Built a boat. For those of you that only hear the audio, make sure you go watch that video at some point in time. It's beautifully done. And Galatians 6 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Hmm. All right, we are gonna uh, do rattle uh, to, to end end the to, today, uh, which is a, an awesome song about um, the bones rattling from Ezekiel 37, and uh, really the power uh, of of God and what He's given us in this these these um, really these end times. I believe we're, we are getting toward the end times, and that's where why the Spirit's pouring through the prophets almost like never before. We hear so many people prophesying, and again, we're supposed to pull those together, test the spirits and uh, understand the times we're in. And he's wanting us to prepare, I believe. He wants us to prepare for this great awakening that's happening right before our eyes, this great exodus that's about to happen where he's gonna show up and show off and this great harvest where there's gonna be literally stadiums full of people, not in just one place at one time, but in multiple stadiums across the world in the same time ongoing. There's gonna be an outpouring of the Spirit like never before, I believe. Many people have prophesied about that, and I think we're about ready to go into that, and it's our time to prepare for that. And so the best way we can prepare is obviously um, listening to the Lord and making sure that we're on the path for us specifically. You know, every single person that has accepted Christ has this Holy Spirit in them. He wants to write His words on your mind and your heart, and then He wants to lead you toward your path. It says in Psalm 119, 105, right? Your, your, your word is a lamp to my feet, and a light for my path. So it doesn't say, so remember, it's just like being in a dark room and all of a sudden his word comes on and boom, the light comes on in the room and go, wow, awesome, I can see now. But then he doesn't end there. He says, it's a light for your path. So he's actually gonna show you which way to go, right? So I think a lot of people read the word of God and it just it's not in them and they haven't read into mind and they see that the light's on, that's good. But there's all these paths. So they have to either renew your mind to find what that path is. And so uh, I'm gonna show you how I, I feel you can get an incredibly clear path, okay? And it comes to what he's been revealing to me ever since June when I went to Israel and I was reading that book by a guy named Nathan French and it's called, It's Not Meant to Be a Secret. God wants to speak to you. So I believe uh, almost every Christian that does quiet time on a consistent basis knows that God speaks to them in the inner being, right? And, they, and they're able to get their path straighter. But I want to show you how to, I believe you can get it perfectly straight and actually him talk to you in sentences, just like he does some of the prophets. But even if you're not in the office of the prophet, because I'm not in the office of the prophet and he's speaking directly to me in sentences, just like he did Nathan French. That's what the whole book's about. It's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you, especially in these times, the same time that the Spirit's following down to the prophets to give them, you know, like Mary Crowley, who comes on the show and just prophesies over us with great encouragement and accuracy. It's amazing. 
And then we have um, Dewey Green and Amanda Grace and Robin Bolk, the ones I follow, are just pouring out information to, to give us hope and strength and know how to call down these evil people that have been given their soul to Satan to try to take over this world and destroy us, make us sick with the medical cartel, um, lie to us um, in the media. What all that, all that, um, I believe this, this, all this is coming down to the prophets, is can be coming down to us to make sure that, because he, he wants to use us all different ways. That's very clear. He gives us all different gifts. We all don't have all, all these gifts, but he's given us different gifts to come together as this beautiful synergistic body of Christ that's gonna be without spot and blemish, right? So how do we hear from God better? It's, it's not that hard. That's the cool thing about it. So I just wanted to go to uh, show you that you can go see this. It's, a, it's in public, right? It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of hard for me to do this because God wanted me to put it in public what God's saying to me and also my story. So um, I put it on the neighborhood.social. That's our platform. It's a Facebook replacement. would love for you guys to join us there. That is where we have rum, uh, Zoom groups going on. You can create, just, just like Facebook. So just like you have Facebook pages, we have neighborhood pages. But it's not a bunch of progressives censoring you. Right, and, uh, and 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 we also only let Christian patriots on. <laughs> Sorry, there is censorship from that perspective because we want to have a safe place for you to be with like-minded people, to come on, share stuff, and be able to do Zoom groups together, of people you can trust and love, and that's really preparing for this great harvest where it's going to be hurting people, and we can be there for them. Okay, but one thing we have there is a blog. And a lot of people put blogs of what people what God's saying to them, and that's where what I've done. So go to again neighborhood.social. You can download it on your phones as well. Just search neighborhood.social. But I'm gonna type it right now. There's neighborhood.social, right? And you can see it comes up right here. It's the Christian Impactor platform. The uh, you can see the logo we chose for it. There, for those of you who are on video, it is a cross with the Lion of Judah and Jesus there praying. So it's like we do praise and prayer, we do word and worship. We want his word in our heart. And this is a whole platform, just like Facebook, that we've invested heavily in um, for you guys. And, uh, and you'll see up in the, in the, um, up the top of it, you'll see this um, menu. Now you'll see that uh, it goes up and down on a, on a mobile phone, but you'll see the same type of menu. And if you go to the blogs, on here it's in the discussion, there's both forums and blogs, but go to blogs right here. And uh, then you'll be able to see everybody posting different things. Um, uh, discussion 57, word of the little one somebody's talking about here. You got all this other stuff where uh, here Charlotte's talking about Robin Bullock decrees and all kinds of things. If you go over here to B2T Teaching or you just search Rick, it's easier just to search Rick. And you'll see um, this blog that says Rick's Journal of Time Alone with God, okay? And I just want to make sure uh, that to show you how easy this is, and this is what this book talks about. It's not meant to be a secret um, by Jeff, by Nathan French. I had read through about half of it. Most of you heard the story, so I'm not going to go into detail about it. But, uh, but I had read through, through about half of it. I was using my morning Bible study. It felt like it was talking to me because Nathan has a similar background where he was not a schooled seminary. Some people call those going to the cemetery because the, the, the cabal has taken over many of those seminaries and they teach higher criticism and they and people come out of there with less faith than they went into seminary with, right? But, but um, a lay person who basically just started studying the Bible, like man, fell in love with it and wanted to teach it, right? That's kind of what Nathan happened and he has a huge growing church. People are being healed and there's intense that are coming and the other pastors are being mad at them because people are coming to his versus their church. Why? Because it's alive. And, he, and the Holy Spirit's alive and things are happening. And so Nathan just inspired me, so I decided to get his book. 
and uh, and boy, it was just speaking to me. And uh, and when I was on the plane to Israel in June, um, going on that trip with Amanda and with uh, Gus and and Chris, her Amanda's husband, Chris Wagner, and um, and uh, I happened to be alone at at the in in the hotel room, and I had read through the last very last part. I skipped to the last part that showed Nathan. He said, "Here's a, here's an easy way how you can hear from God." And um, I just typed into my, I closed my eyes, got on my computer, went to my notepad, and I just said, God, speak to me for the first time ever. Now, I've always, always in my quiet time, felt he was speaking to me in my inner man, right? And I felt he was guiding me. But I, he started literally talking to me in direct sentences. And I believe he will do that for you as well. That's why it's not meant to be a secret. He will speak to you if you ask him. You can ask him direct questions and have conversations with the Lord God Almighty. That's what this is all about. The veil is toward you. You're praying through Jesus. And you are actually in the Holy of Holies. Why not ask Jesus questions, right? <laughs> You're right there. Even asking, you know, I'm thinking, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, help me know this. So anyway, here's my whole story. Um, and this is what Nathan put in the back of his book. He just said, hey, get quiet with the Lord. The step one, step two is communicate with the Lord. And step three is expect to hear from him. Most people skip step three. He says, get your pen and paper ready as faith. And, and then to me, it's faith when I get my hands on the keyboard and I close my eyes, right? I, I'm not good with the pen and I can type a lot faster than I can write. So I do it with my eyes closed on the keyboard. But expect to hear him say something and then write it down. <laughs> and that's it. That's how easy this process is. Now, I got a lot more detail later to kind of give you, because I think you need to have your heart right going into that, right? So I did expand on that a little bit, but it's not hard, guys. It's really not. So I, so, so here's what I do. I pray I make sure I pray every morning, right? It takes more than more than five minutes. I have in the in the class I teach of, of Impactor for Truth that you can find on blessedteach.com. I just go to the training tab. Um, I, I teach a lot of a, 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 about how to bond with your friends and how to red pill your friends, how to share Christ with them, how to defend the reliability Bible. But most importantly, what's your spiritual gifts and what's your walk, right? And uh, and how to maybe form a morning prayer that is toward exactly what your calling is that Ephesians 4 talks about. But anyway, you don't, it, it, the whole point is just make sure you pray. You pray, right? And so I give a little bit more detail about that. I'm not going to go into more detail. Then it says I, I do I do three or five memory verses. I've talked about that earlier in the broadcast, right? BibleMemory.com. I love downloading my phone. I just boom, 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 boom. It doesn't take more th- four or five minutes to get to two, two three, five, six verses, right? Um, and again, uh, sometimes I do a lot more. And then I then do a little bit of Bible study. Maybe you just have play it, play it on your Bible app and listen to a paragraph or something. Uh, I could do that in five minutes, right? Now sometimes I do all these things, these these three things. Uh, I'll I'll sometimes pray in tongues. I'll sometimes do a lot of things that are um, um, that take longer. But in general, you could, my point is you could do this in less than 15 minutes to get prepped, where your mind is in the Word of God. You're, you've renewed your mind a little bit. You've prayed. Yeah, yeah, to him, and you're ready to ready to hear from him. Then you do what it says. Get quiet, and I, I make sure I have at least 20 minutes of uninterrupted time. Right, so I can't do this like in my little office at home where there's no door and it's open and people be coming in and out. You know, it's got to be. I got to know when I'm going to be completely alone, and I got to, and that then I can be there when I know nobody's going to be there. Or but just make sure you can just get quiet with him, and then you start communicating with the Lord. And I, I talk about this where. Um, I actually start on my notepad with my hands and I literally just start saying, Lord, and I thank him for a bunch of things because there's a, just having a grateful attitude I think is important here. And you just type in what you're so grateful for. 
And uh, then I type in, hey, put me in a secret place where I can only hear from you. No other spirits except for the Holy Spirit, the, uh, the Son, and the Father. And uh, then I ask him, how are you? Or I, or I say, what would you like to share with me and your people today? All right? It's real similar to what Julie does, does when she just asks every day. And uh, real similar to what Amanda does, putting in a secret place, right? If you look at her, her prayer that she talks about all the time. And then, and then I just listen and I type what he's saying. And it's incredibly clear. And, then, and it's really clear when he's done. And, it's, and, and sometimes there's a pause. I'll, I'll ask another question or say, is there anything else you want to share? And that's all documented in this blog. Um, and I just put up uh, what he said to me yesterday, right? So I don't have, we don't have time to go over this, but I just want to let you know this is all neighborhood.social. Just go look at the blogs and search on Rick and you'll find it, all right? And this is called, again, this is called the Journal of Alone Time with God. Uh, Rick's Journal of Time Alone with God, right? And um, I, I'm encouraging you, God will speak to you more directly. Now, um, again, at a minimum, be spending time with him, and, and you'll, it'll, it'll talk a lot about this. The, the, he talks about this to me over and over again. Okay, here's what I want my remnant to do. I want them to be in the Word of God. I want them to be meditating on my Word and memorizing it and getting it in their heart, right? And I also want them to be worshiping me because during that worship service, I'm presence there. That's what we're doing now. We'll end with the song "Rattle Now," and then we'll get and then and then it, then um, what, what you then you spend time alone with him. Those three or four little simple steps. Worship him, meditate on his word, be in his word, spend time alone with him. And he'll make your path straight. Not only will he light up the room so it's not dark anymore, or the or the dark, let's see you're in this dark forest area and it's dark and all of a sudden he lights it up for you. Yes, but there's 14 paths. Which way do you go? He's gonna light that path up for you, just like Psalm 119, 105 says. He's your word is a light, a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path. Isn't that beautiful? I love it. So let's uh, get into the last song here. Um, if anybody has a comment or wants to uh, share anything or anything, let me know. We can uh, do that after the song real quick before we wrap up. But I uh, love you guys. I'm really excited to continue digging into the Word with you every, every Friday and Sunday. And then praising with you and hearing praise reports and praying for specific requests that you have on Mondays and Thursdays at Praise and Prayer. We'll play some of this same beautiful music. But let's get into the song rattle. I'm trying to remember whose turn it is to read. I think it's Annette's, if you wouldn't mind reading this one. Yes, I will, absolutely. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. Ezekiel 37, 7b. Praise make a dead man walk again. Over the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live again. The man who had died came out. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. John 11:44. Resurrection power. There is another miracle here in this room. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace to you. Luke 24, 36. Pentecostal fire, stirring something new. You're not gonna run out of miracles anytime soon. When the day of Pentecost arrived, suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and divided tongues. 
as our fire rested on each. Rick, please, you have to continue. Okay, no I problem. can't skip. Rested on each of them, Acts 2, 1 and 3. Wow, that Pentecostal fire, that resurrection power, this praise that can actually make dead men walk again. <laughs> That's a rattling of those bones. Let's worship. Saturday was silent. Surely it was through. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise, make the dead man walk again Open the grave, I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again This is the sound of dry bones rattling Oh! 
his wounds you have been healed. 1 Peter 2, 24. There was a sound, and behold, prophesy over these bones and send them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. Right out Psalm 119. Mm. May sh my shield and my horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Wow, that wraps up my teaching and singing, but not my singing, obviously uh, other people singing, oh, thank goodness. But uh, wanted to just thank you so much for showing up here and uh, just to tell you a little bit more how to get engaged in this ministry. Um, if anybody has anything that may want to share backstage, let me know. Just raise your hand and um, sometimes there's a question or some type of insight. I know Charlotte read some declarations last time, which was powerful. <laughs> but um, what, what I wanted to do is just quickly show you. Let me go to this screen that shows you um, on this same well, no, blessedteach.com is where you want to go to actually see everything all in one place, right? So again, this whole show is about empowering Christian patriots with truth. I'm going to update this site to be more really what we've become, and that is uh, the B2T Ministries. But on the front page is where you turn up for show notes, so everything that I showed you will come to you Tuesday morning, and Tuesday through Friday you'll get uh, show notes um, and of all the shows that we do as well as the teachings so that's where you would go there and then if you go to the menu that's where you go to the backstage so you want to be backstage on zoom with us when we're praising or, or doing word and worship or on tuesdays and wednesdays when we have 
guests. So you could be backstage with Amanda next week. You'd be backstage with a with with Juan O'Savin and Nino Rodriguez coming on, right? And Timothy Dixon. Uh, so uh, again, that's backstage. Again, that used to be seventeen seventy six a month. We made a ministry, so now it's pay forward model, kind of like the chosen. So we'd love to have you back here. You can create your free account anytime. Neighborhood is uh, what we talked about where, where neighborhood.social, where you can have a link there, the training, where it's the impact of for truth training. We have a store of all these patriots slash healthy oriented doctors and products here. And then um, on the donations tab is where you can become a partner. We put this new partner program together on, on purpose. You can become a partner by just giving any amount per month, a widow's mite of, of 50 cents a, a month or something. Um, will allow us to really distinguish those who are really wanting to keep up to date in the ministry and, and, and want to have our intercessory prayer team pray for them and also get exclusive updates on what's going on at the ministry. We have big plans um, to make this 7 by 24 eventually if, when the spirit hits us, uh, having producers come on so I'm not doing everything, having um, social media, a much better social media presence as well as going to live events. Um, we really feel that we want to, uh, the biggest part is the neighborhood where we have Zoom groups where we're preparing and training uh, groups to be ready for this great exodus and this great harvest so that we will be able to help people uh, remotely on Zoom praying for them to come to the Lord, praying to them on healing prayers for both their emotional and physical um, uh, um, needs and then be able to disciple them to become disciples of Christ. So if you believe in that ministry, we'd love to have you be a partner. You'll give key, key, again, exclusive updates and have an intercessory prayer team pray for you. You can text GIVE to 833-209-2393. It's the easiest way to do it. Just text GIVE to 833-209-2393. There's also a QR code right there where you can just use your phone. And, and it's, um, some people say, I don't know how to use a QR code. And then once you do it one time, you go, well, that's easy. And all you do is turn your camera on, put it on the QR code, there's one in the lower left right now too you can see that right and once you do that um, it literally brings up the the link you touch it right there on your camera and boom it takes you right there as well so pretty easy two easy ways to do it just text give to 833-209-2393 or use the qr code there we'd love to have you a partner so that we again the intercessory prayer team will be starting probably next week uh, we got all the applications in and uh, reviewing them and gonna gonna fire that up and they're gonna take all the partners and make sure that they listen to the Holy Spirit of what you need prayer for. Um, and eventually we'll, they'll be contacting you uh, as well if uh, if you have specific prayer needs. But that'll probably be, in, uh, but most of all, it's gonna be just looking at the name and, and the, the, the partner and, and lifting you up in prayer. That's exactly what this is all about, is lifting you guys up and, uh, and, and also give, keeping you updated on what we need to do to prepare for this great harvest, to prepare for the great awakening and the great exodus and, the, and really these, these uh, eventually the stadiums and events that we want to do. Uh, we appreciate you guys' belief in what we're doing here and, and love you. But uh, with that, um, I think we're going to wrap her up. So if any, if you guys, if all, everybody back to what mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Goodbye. And I Bye. Bye. Bye, all. Love you all. Thank, thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Bye. Yes, yes. Bye. Thank, thank you, Katie. I did. I, I didn't want to say a special thank you to uh, the the camera. Of the, it was so cool. This says Katie Blanchard. Good to see you too. But Katie K uh, in, on the truck. We had Annette from Sweden, Elizabeth from Australia, all praising them with their video on. What a, what a what a big pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, once again, say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, yes. Bye, y'all.
Have a great Sunday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Surrender Christian soul